from last week (laughs) (laughs) we haven't changed we we actually we all did this on purpose we all wore the same thing twice (laughs) we're recording ahead of time because mel and i are going on vacation so we're taking a little summer hiatus of our own you're allowed to do it too tessa (laughs) since you're not i said you're allowed to do it too since you're not going to be here (laughs) do whatever you want just in my backyard yeah hope forward week here on read me romance we have um We have Just Call Me Baby coming up in a little while. We're really excited about listening to the second half of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But since I waited all the way to the end to read a blurb of one of her books last week uh, or on Monday, I should tell you, uh, she has a book available for pre-order right now. And it is called Bad Boy Best Friend. And it sounds amazing. So you want to definitely grab that. It might even be out by now. She has the cover reveal is on July 17th. So he's breaking all the rules. He's her BFF, best friend forever. And he's off limits. But now that she's single, he wants to change the rules. So why can't they be best friends with benefits? Oh yeah, because he doesn't like those rules either. Dear readers, Austin and Lainey are too hot together to be just friends. He's a dirty mechanic and she's a plus size hottie and together they're going to get your engine revving. Vroom, vroom. I hope you enjoy this steamy, sweet love story of friends to lovers and second chances. Love, hope. So yeah, definitely go check out Bad Boy Best Friend. We'll make sure that the links are on readmeromance.com. If you go to the current audiobook, you can look and see like what's available from Hope Ford or you can at least get taken to her Kindle Unlimited page. Yeah, so I would definitely make sure you It's out at the end of August. Oh, that book. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's available for pre-order now. So make sure you go pre-order that. And she's also got a Gage, the Heartlands MC series. And Mel, you're reading that, right? Yeah. Awesome. She says it's really good. It's like, it's the one we talked about that has the four authors that are doing it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, Mel, so I want to ask, do you want to talk about how you almost poisoned yourself to death yesterday? (laughs) <laughs> you came in and you were like, I've still got a headache. And I'm like, you're going to have to save that for the podcast because everyone's going to need to know about this. <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> you're like, so we organized some stuff in the garage, but there were some gnats out there and I do not do bugs at all. So I was like, I'm going to kill these gnats. And so I went to the store. I got the bombs. You know, where you like set them down. Like the and foggers. they go off and they fill the room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah foggers. And I get out in the garage, I shut everything, and I click this fogger, but it won't, like, stay down. So then I get another one, and then this one wouldn't stay down. I finally got one to stay down, and I'm just like, why is this one going? So I'm, like, holding it down. I'm like, it doesn't smell too bad. (laughs) I'm still holding. (laughs) Because I was like, but what if it doesn't finish them and they don't die? And then I was like, and then I left when I thought something flew into my throat. Oh, no. Like, is that a bug? And I came inside. No, I think my throat started to smoke. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, how many times does it warn you to not be in the room with these? On, on the box, on the can, in the instructions, the lid, the wrapping, all of it. How many times does it tell you, don't be in here with this shit? And my teeth ache. Oh, my God. You're lucky to be here today. I was like, you would do this. You would fucking fog yourself to death. And then my husband's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not telling you. <laughs> She's like, he's still he's still reeling for when you almost burned the house down. <laughs> now you're trying to kill yourself with a fogger. 
Alyssa. Like, so... We're a hot mess. <laughs> We're always breaking stuff. My son broke our TV the other day. How? Our TV is still brand new from the fire. <laughs> we had to get another one. Brand new. We haven't mounted it yet because I got to paint all of that. But we've been in a pandemic, so I can't have somebody come paint it. So the TV is setting in front of the fireplace. He wants to do his own animal shows, you know, where they do the pets, the stuffed mm-hmm. animals. You see kids yeah. do that. And they like, I don't know. He wants to do them. So we got him a camera. He is recording me while I'm sleeping on the couch. And then he thought I woke up. So he ran back and he turned around and bam, <sighs> into the TV with the camera. <gasps> And it's like the whole thing just shattered across. Oh my god. god. What was his face like? Oh my god. I couldn't even my son, you no, can't even he's get so mad at him. Because he's instantly regret yeah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. You you can take all my stuff Aww, up out of my room. Poor baby. I know. He's such a precious kid. We're like my Isabel is like, I didn't do that. <laughs> Why is that here? I'm dropping down right this motherfucker over here. She is ready. She is always ready to throw somebody under the bus. That's one thing I love about your daughter. She's like, you know what? I ain't fucking do it. <laughs> I ain't going down for this shit. <laughs> She's ready. She is ready to sucker. fight. She is ready to get somebody else in trouble. I love it. She's always ready. But your sweet little boy and his, his tender heart, he probably felt like a monster. Like, just oh, bless him. Did you get a new TV? It's supposed to come in. <laughs> what have you been doing? How do you how do you live without a TV? You make Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah. I actually never watched the TV, but then this new TV, I didn't know about all these, like, the instant Netflix oh, yeah. and Amazon and all that stuff uh-huh. on your TV. I've never done Ooh, that. Mel. And my husband hooked it all up and he showed me and I'm like, oh, it's so great. My Amazon yep. stuff is here. Yes, yeah. girl. Yes, girl. Wait till you put your YouTube TV on it and then you can watch all the like your 90 day fiance stuff on there too. Like all your like YouTube stuff on there. Yes. Yeah, it's really, we got a new TV. Uh, our Like a bulb went out in ours and we were like, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I just get a new one because we've had this one since we moved in. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's what I keep Netflix is a push of a button, like <laughs> no, everything. It's and you're like, what have we been doing? Amazon's all on there. Not. Yep. All your, yeah. st- all the movies you've ever bought on Amazon. That's what I love about it. One oh, click. Oh, so nice. Leah, you told us to, to, um, to write down some summer product, like some of our yes. favorite summer products. Uh-huh. So, I want to know right? what you're loving lately. So no, you go first. Do you have any summer products that you've been using? Or just products, new products, products at all? We were talking about um, the other day. I only washed my face with water. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you got it like and all cleared up, though. You used the uh, yeah. What was the stuff you wanna? It's like so smooth. It's, it's like so a baby's pretty. Butt. It was worth all those pregnancy but... tests. <laughs> but I don't use anything. I wash my hair with like herbal essence. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here with that. So I have several. So I'm going to take your spot, Mel. So speaking of washing (laughs) your hair, I ordered the shampoo off Instagram that I kept seeing everybody do, Function of Beauty. I finally ordered it because I was like, I see all these people posting about it. Like all these like ads and celebrity posts. And I was like, let's see if this is anything. I'll say right now, the shampoo, it's not life-changing. It works good. Like, it works like a normal salon brand shampoo. I would compare that. The scent on it is unreal. 
It is. What's the name of this brand again? Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty. And it's personalized okay. shampoo. So you go on there and you tell you tell it what you want. Do you want it to brighten? Do you want anti-frizz? Do you want moisturizing? Do you have thick hair? Fine hair. And it, it allocates whatever it is you need based on that. You can pick the color you want of your shampoo. They even put your name on the bottle. Mine says Function of Leah. And so, um, and you can alter, you can choose your own scent. And so LB got it. And she got the pear. And she was like, I don't really like it. She's like, the scent is wrong for me. And then she tried mine. I got the rose scent. Holy fuck. She was like, I had just washed my hair and I walked by her. And she was like, what is that? And I was like, that's my shampoo, bitch. And so she went and washed her hair. She was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I need to get. She was like, I should have got the rose. So, like, I'm obsessed with it. Like, I, I don't feel like it's – I didn't get – Anything that was moisturizing because I don't wash my hair very often, so I don't want any extra moisture. So I feel like it does what it says. Like my hair is not like uh, it's not over oily or anything like that when I use it. Like I, I would compare it to a good salon brand shampoo. So I, I've really enjoyed it. But the rose scent is unreal. It's it smells like fresh roses. It's so good and it's pungent. Like. To the point where I can smell it on my hair like two days later. Like my husband will lay in bed with me at night and roll over. And he's like, God, your hair smells good. Really? Yes. Okay, like to the point out. where he says like, I don't know how much rose oil or whatever they're putting in this shit. But the rose is so fragrant and it smells nice. Like it doesn't, it's not like fake perfumey. It smells good. But it's so, pricey. It's it's probably like, it's probably like 50 or 60 bucks. But I've got... A deal over they pro, they have deals all the time. Like every week, I'm getting a deal from they're emailing me a deal. I got like the two. I got small bottles. I got to start. I got a small bottle of shampoo and a small bottle of conditioner. And you can choose if you want more conditioner or more shampoo. Because I use twice as much conditioner as I do shampoo. So the next one I ordered the second time. I've ordered it twice. I've gone through two bottles already. The second time I ordered, I ordered a small shampoo and a big conditioner. And that seems to work well for me. But I got like a free hair mask when I did it the first time. And then the second time I got a free leave-in conditioner. So Ooh. it is kind of pricey, but they'll offer like freebie deals or free shipping, you know, and stuff like that. So And obviously it's like color safe. Like, yeah, for sure. Like if you pick that you want, like I've talked about before, if you're blonde and you want to like, like brighten your blonde up, you use that purple shampoo. They offer that as an option. So if you want to be blonder, that your, per- your shampoo, you can't pick your color then. It's going to be purple. But on my next, my second order, I did purple the first time. And on my second order, I was like, I'm just going to get regular because I don't need to use purple shampoo every day or every time I wash my hair because it dries it out. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just get the pink this time. So I got like an anti-frizz or something. But like I said, you go through and tell it what you want. You pick the color of your shampoo, like it's like teal or blue or whatever. And then just, just to see the color of the bottle, it doesn't do anything to your hair, but. Oh, cool. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm super into that. And then the other product I have right now that I'm obsessed with, it's called a personal, I don't know what it's called. It's like a personal air conditioner. I don't know how this happened. My husband tagged me in a Facebook ad as a joke. And he's like, look at this thing. Because a long time ago, there was this show on Comedy Central. And I don't remember the name of it. But there was it, it, the joke was it's called TC Tuggers was the name of the t-shirts. And that was the, the running bit on the comedy show. And because my husband, he's a sweaty guy, super sweaty. Anytime summertime hits, he just sweats all of summer. 
So he takes his shirt and he'll like tug on it, like, you know, to like get air circulating under your shirt, like to cool you down. And so the joke on the show was this t-shirt company put a penny in their shirt so you could tug on it. (laughs) So it was made to cool you off. Like it was just some dumb like SNL skit kind of thing. And so anyway, so he tagged me in this ad on Facebook. He's like, look, it's a TZ Tugger, like as a joke. But what it is, it's an air conditioner you clip to your belt and you blow it like under your shirt. I sent you the video of this too. But like you clip it on and it blows up under it and it like blows cool air under your shirt to keep you cool while you're doing stuff. And it has, it comes with a lanyard so you can put it around your neck and it blows on your face. It was like 20 bucks on Amazon. We get it thinking, I got it as a joke. Like, here you go. Here's your own TC Tugger. Like, ha, ha, ha. Joke's on me. This thing's fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> we were outside the other night doing stuff in the yard. And I was like, give me that motherfucker over here. And, like, I'm putting it on. like, heaven. But it's like this little portable air conditioner. Like, when I'm outside... I just clip it onto me or I put it on there to blow up my shirt. And it's like I'm suddenly 30 degrees cooler. And I'm like, I'll be outside all day now. Wow. It, I'm that's telling crazy. you. I cannot. TC Tugger. Yeah. Oh, no. That's not the name of it. That's the oh. joke. <laughs> no, no. No. Just put on Amazon. Put in like personal air conditioner. Like portable personal air conditioner. And it's this fan. And it clips to your belt. Or you can wear it around your neck. But it's made to blow under your shirt. Like up the back of your shirt where you're sweaty and hot. It blows cool air up there. Wow. And it feels incredible. When you're outside and you're hot, you know, sometimes when you're outside, especially in the summertime, I think a light breeze is it makes all the difference. That's like when you're riding a bicycle, you know? You know how when you're riding a bike and you stop and all of a sudden it's like fucking hell because it's Uh so hot. But as long as you're riding, it's not bad because you get a breeze, you know? Right. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, so... That's my other recommendation. <laughs> okay, mine's mine are so li- like lame compared to that. <laughs> Give it to me. I'll take lame any day of the week. Let's go. First one, balance breaks by Sargento. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were eating when you came in? I was like, it's nine in the morning. Why are you eating cheese? I don't know why I've walked past these like a hundred times in the grocery store. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a little itty bitty thing with like these? cheese bites and nuts and a little what. I'm wondering if Mel has eaten these. Have you eaten these, Mel? I'm holding it up. That's about. Oh, yeah, I ate those. Yeah. yeah. Do you like that? Okay. That seems like a Mel Lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> I just love cheese and nuts and salt and like a little, you know, like a little pop of like raisins or fruit or dried fruit or something. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like a nice little tide over between meals if you're hungry. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm eating those. So you've discovered um, them and you, you're in love. What's the best one you've got so far? I like this one, the um, pepper jack, honey, roasted peanuts, and raisins. Oh, I made a new pasta salad the other day, and I did it with, I did like the Italian kind, but I, instead of pepperonis and Colby Jack, I put in salami, or I put in um, salami and summer sausage and pepper jack in it, Ooh. and it was really good, yeah. I did it with like black olives and like uh, heirloom tomatoes and cucumbers, so you have a nice crunch. Um. Yeah, I will. I threw down some pasta salad the other day. You're good at pasta salad. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, so all my stuff is like food and drinks and, <laughs> and pandemic related. Yeah. But um, okay. the second thing I wanted to recommend is uh, there's okay. So like we picked up these little cans of margaritas um, from the liquor store, and they're like this bit. You know, like those little yeah. shots of like espresso from Starbucks that you yeah. see. They're tiny. Mm-hmm. These things are will knock you on your ass. Um, the <laughs> really? brand is the brand is Begins eighteen oh six B E A G A N S, 
And these things are, I think they're probably about to blow up. They are, they're like, like 25% proof alcohol. So and what? they're in this tiny little can. They fill up a pint glass with ice and it's like a margarita. My husband and I have been drinking margaritas all week with like <laughs> ice on the rim. It's like salt on the rim and a lime. Wow. And we just pour these cans in and they're so good. That's it. Um, you don't have to do any mixer with it? No. It's oh, all that's, mixed. But that's, what about, like, are they really strong? I can't yes. drink it if it's strong. They're very strong. They're only for, yeah. Are you supposed to mix it with something, Tessa? (laughs) Are you you just doing shots? (laughs) No, it tastes like a margarita. It tastes like a strong margarita. Okay. Okay. You can tell it's, it's ready to go. It's ready to drink. I think it says says that on the can, ready to drink. But the, okay. The other thing is, uh, if you're looking to buy a place to buy face masks Mm -hmm. and who isn't, uh, there's a, a company called Love Your Melon. Uh, my friend Michelle orders masks from them and I'm going to as well. It's, uh, they give like 50% of all their profit to um, pediatric cancer oh, research. Great. So they had, at first it was just, they did beanies and hats and stuff like that, but now they do face masks. So if you're going to go online and order new face masks for you and your family, go to Love Your Melon and order from there because you're donating to a good cause. Yeah, that's really awesome. <sighs> so those are my recommendations. I don't have anything cool. I, I just because I honestly am not doing any beauty related stuff right now. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. see anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't go anywhere. Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's a lot of what's happening right now with with most everybody. It's like I can recommend a shampoo because that's what I'm going through. <laughs> yeah. And sunscreen. I can definitely recommend some sunscreen. Sunscreen. Yeah. Shampoo. I like. Like I haven't reordered makeup. It's been like I I've, I've I haven't ordered like foundation or any of my stuff and like it's been like six months i know i know my sister was saying that she was like i'm saving so much money on makeup (laughs) because she's like she wears she's a nurse but she wears a face mask and stuff all day and she's like i don't have to do a whole face i just put on my eyebrows (laughs) that's what i do that's what i've been doing oh my eyebrows to go on a bike ride my friend went and got um henna eyebrows done you know because i've talked about this before about microblading and i still want to do it but I want to do it safely, so I'm going to have to wait a while until uh, one of the... I mean, they have places that are open now that'll do it, but I'm going to wait a little bit. She's a hairstylist, and at her salon, there's a girl there that does it, and so she had her do her eyebrows, and they're henna, and so she puts it on, and it lasts for like three weeks, and they looked so good. Like, it looked like she had had microblading done. It was so pretty. And so she, like, brushes it on, and then, like, lets it sit, and then you tell her... Like, does everything look okay or whatever? And then she wipes the whatever it is off. And then you're left with, like, dyed eyebrows that are, like, shaped up wow. for weeks. Yeah. And it's, so it's not as permanent as, well, you know, microblading semi-permanent. It's like a semi-permanent tattoo. But with the henna, though, like, you could try it out for three weeks and see. And I was like, that's cool. Also, speaking of beauty, I saw that Simone's salon is open now. I don't know if you've made your appointment yet, but <laughs> I did see I made your hairstylist had, had open shop. <laughs> Did you? I had a I had an appointment. I, I want to say it was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I postponed it for a month. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Because I don't have any pro- gray hair, and I just like I I was like not ready yet. They had just reopened. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I just want to see how everything goes first. Yeah. And, well, that's what I said. Yeah. Let them get their system down, and let them yeah. you know get it get it more like of okay, this didn't work. Let's do this instead. You kind of thing. You don't want to be yeah. the first in the water. I don't want to be the monk. Yeah, I don't want to be like the test the test. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're going to play the second half of Just Call Me Baby by Hope Ford. You guys are going to love the ending, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. Bye.
Chapter 6 Emily Just the scratchy timbre of his voice does something to me. We've talked every night this week, and I've found myself looking forward to it every day. He's come to be the one thing I think about and the one person that I can tell anything to. At this point, he knows everything there is to know about me. Slowly but surely, I've admitted it all to him. He knows about how upset I was when I got a B on my calculus test the other day, and last night I told him about how worried I am about my little sister, who the doctors are still claiming has asthma, but none of the medications are working like they're supposed to. I've told him all of it. And he still calls me every night at the same time. I technically should have started looking for another job, because I haven't received one other phone call except for the ones from him, but we talk so much the pay is the same. I actually feel bad taking his money and him not getting what he called for. I clear my throat and lie back on the bed. Adjusting my headset, I tell him, So, I've been thinking. I can hear the smile in his voice. I'm listening. Well, first of all, I really need this job and we both know I suck at it. I explain to him. He laughs but still tries to make me feel better. No, you're not that bad. I snort into the phone realizing just how comfortable I've become with him. We both know I do. So what I'm thinking is that now, since I sort of know you and feel comfortable, maybe I can practice with you? His voice raises an octave when he asks me, Practice? You want to practice with me? Yes, I say instantly. I could tell him the truth, that talking dirty to him is all I've thought about, but I don't. I mean, unless you don't want me to. No. He almost yells into the phone. I mean, yes, yes, I want to. I take a deep breath and already I can feel a warmth settling over me, just knowing what I'm about to do. I lower my voice, soft and husky. So, tell me, Owen, what do you like? He doesn't hesitate. With you? Anything. I smile widely, but keep my voice calm and smooth. I just walked in the door and... Do you know what I do as soon as I get home, Owen? Uh Uh-uh, he says, and I can hear the rustle like he's shaking his head back and forth. I like to take off my clothes. Sometimes I put on a soft nightie, but tonight I feel like just laying here with nothing on. That's what thinking about you does to me. He sucks air in between his lips and a hiss comes across the line. He motivates me to go on. I thought about you all day. What? He croaks. What did you think about? You, here with me, running my hands down your body, my tongue following its path until I have your cock in the palm of my hand. Do you like it like that? Do you like the way I touch you? Yes, he groans into the phone. But I want to touch you too. Is that okay, Emily? Can I touch you like you're touching me? Without a second thought, a groan escapes me. Yes, I want you to touch me. Good, baby. That's good. I want you to slide your hand down the front of your pants, he tells me. But remember, I'm already naked, I correct him. Owen. I laugh softly. No, you told me you were naked, but I know you're not. I want you to be. I want you to undo your pants, Em. Slide them down your thighs and put your finger through your slick center. Tell me. Tell me how wet you are for me. When she doesn't respond, I push her again. Do it, Emily. 
do it for me. I know I sound demanding, but I don't have a choice. If I can't be there with her, I need her to talk to me like I'm right beside her. That the tiny little moans coming from her are because of me. Finally, she says, Okay, very softly into the phone. I can't keep the smile out of my voice. Good girl. Now tell me, Em, are you wet? She moans a little, but doesn't answer me. Tell me, baby, I need to know. Yes, Owen, yes, I'm wet. If I was there right now, I'd have my mouth on you. I'd taste your sweet nectar, and then I wouldn't let go until you were coming on my tongue. I'd ruin you, my sweet Emily, ruin you for any other man. After I was done with you, I would be all you think about, about how I would push you to the very edge where your whole body pulls tight, and then I'd back off to let you rest for a second before I took you to the edge again. Are you touching yourself? Rub your clit for me. Her little pants are filling the air, and I unzip my pants, pulling my hard cock out into my palm. I stroke myself once or twice, and the sound of her tiny noises has me squeezing myself, barely holding back from exploding. When her moans get louder, I huskily say, No, baby, you can't come with my mouth on you, because when you come, I'm going to be filling you up with my dick. Can you imagine how good it's going to be? Me pushing in and out of you? I'll give you time to adjust, but we're going to be a perfect fit. And once I'm in, fuck baby, I'm not ever going to want to leave. The friction is so hot and tight, I'm going to have you coming all over my cock. I want to feel you pulsate around me and know that I did that to you. I pushed you over the edge. Come for me, Emily. Come for me. Her voice is strangled as her soft whimpers fill the air around me, causing my hand to tighten on my girth and my heart to palpitate. Ropes of cum shoot out of my tip, coating my hand and making a mess, but I don't care. Her soft cries of pleasure are all that matter now. Fuck, she moans. The laugh comes out before I can stop it. My sweet Em, I do believe that's the first time I've heard such language from you. Her voice is throaty, filled with satisfaction. I'm so embarrassed. I've never done that. I can't believe I did that. I try to keep calm, but the thought of anyone else hearing her sweet, satisfied cries has my heart racing in anger. I've turned off her phone from after dark so that I'm the only one that can use that number. But it won't be long before she finds out. I'm thinking we need to find you a new job. Or just let me help you. It comes out of my mouth before I can think better of it. Her indignant huff comes across the line. I know I'm awful, but... No, I stop her, and the longing to have her in my arms is overwhelming. You're not awful. Honey, I just came in my hand from hearing your little whimpers. But I don't want you talking to anyone like that. I don't want anyone to hear you when you come. That's mine, Emily. Mine from now on. She's so quiet, I can't even hear her breathe. When she does talk, she drops the biggest bombshell. You know nothing can come of this, right, Owen? I'm not really, well, I'm not really your type. Chapter 7 Emily He starts to say something, but my phone has a call coming in. Looking at the caller ID, I instantly get worried. My mother never calls me this late. Hold on, Owen. It's my mom on the other line. 
As soon as I click over, I say, what is it, mom? Is everything okay? Emily. I can barely make it out because she's crying so hard. Oh my God, Emily, she's collapsed. We are in the ambulance and they are taking her to Knox General. What happened? I cry into the phone as I get up and pull on my shoes and grab my purse. Forget it, I'm on my way. I hang up the phone and I run down the stairwell, not wanting to wait on the elevator. I run across the fresh cut lawn to my car and peel out of the parking lot. My phone starts ringing and I put it on speaker. Owen, I'm so sorry. My sister collapsed and I'm on my way to the hospital. I'll have to call you tomorrow. His thick, husky voice is calm as he asks me, What hospital? I take a corner and the squeal of my tires sound loudly on the clear road. Uh, Knox General. I have to go. I'm sorry. Emily, wait. I want you to slow down. You won't be helping anyone if you get hurt in an accident. I sniffle as I try to hold back my tears. But if anything, I press harder on the gas pedal. I know. She's going to be okay, I promise you, he assures me. The sound of his voice calms me a little, but I can't help but argue with him as a tear streaks down my face. You don't know that. I do, though. I promise. I hang up and do as I promised by slowing down. I would give anything to have him here with me, but I know that's not an option. I almost asked him to come but I didn't. I'm not ready for that. I get to the hospital 10 minutes later. As soon as I pull into the parking lot, I barely get the car stopped before I'm jumping out and running to the emergency entrance. I run to the information desk. My sister was brought in by ambulance. The grandmotherly woman looks at me with a small smile on her face. Name? Her name is Carrie Matthews. She pushes a few buttons on her computer and hits a button opening a door beside her. I've been instructed to send you straight back. They have her in room 10. She points down the open doorway, straight down the hallway. I barely thank her before I'm running down the hallway. When I see my mother talking to a doctor, I burst into tears, the fear of the unknown almost too much to bear. Mom, is she okay? I ask her. Mom instantly opens her arms and surrounds me with them. She's fine. She's going to be okay. What happened? I ask her. She starts to speak, but the doctor interrupts her. You must be Emily. Shock courses through me, and I turn and look at him. I don't recognize him, but I'm nodding my head. Yes, I'm Emily. Well, your uh, friend, Owen Briggs, called me, and luckily I was on duty. You know he funded the whole children's wing of the hospital, don't you? He shakes his head like he just made a mistake. Of course you do. He said you were close. Anyway... He called me and I pulled Carrie's records. I think there may be more than asthma going on here. We have her stable and we'll start running tests first thing in the morning. She will not be sent home until we have a prognosis and I promise you we will do everything in our power to have her good as new. My mom's mouth drops open. She's staring between me and the doctor and I know she doesn't know what to think right now. My mom has low-cost insurance with a very high deductible. Anytime we are here for any reason... The hospital is trying to push us out as soon as possible. The last time Carrie was brought in, they didn't even keep her overnight. And our insurance will cover that? I ask him as my mom latches on to my hand and squeezes it tightly. The doctor is very calm when he says it. Whatever insurance doesn't cover, we have been instructed to send the bill to Mr. Briggs, ma'am. This time my mouth falls open. But, but we can't let him do that. I turn to my mom. 
We can't let him do that. I can see the hope in my mother's eyes, and I know that no matter what, I can't ruin this for her or my sister. We have to find out what's wrong with her. The doctor clears his throat. Well, I'll let you take that up with Mr. Briggs. And he nods his head down the hallway where Owen is walking towards us. My heart starts racing and my hands are fidgeting at my sides. I've only seen him in pictures and they don't do him justice. His presence is demanding and in control, even with the esteemed doctor next to him. Owen and the doctor shake hands, but the whole time his eyes are on me. When he finishes, he walks towards us and I can't look him in the eye. I know my face is splotchy. I have on stretchy black pants and an oversized sweatshirt. My hair is haphazardly up in a bun. I couldn't look worse if I tried. My sister is sick in the next room, and I'm worried about how I look. How did I get to this point? Before Owen can say anything, my mother hugs him. She's crying, and she holds on to him, thanking him over and over. When she finally releases him, she looks at me pointedly. I'll give you two some time to talk. I can see the questions in her face. I haven't mentioned any man to her, and I sure didn't mention that I had been talking to Owen Briggs. But how do you tell your mom that the money you've been sending her was coming from your job as a phone sex operator? I watch her walk into room number 10, and when the door shuts, I stare up at Owen. How do you even know who I am? His face flushes, but he doesn't answer me. He just keeps staring at me. Owen? Tell me. How do you... I mean... You had to know my last name to call about Carrie, right? What's going on? Owen. As soon as I laid eyes on her in the hospital hallway, I finally started to breathe again. I drove the whole way here worried about her safety and whether her sister would be all right or not. I called my assistant and had her call the hospital to get the ball rolling and find out what is wrong with Emily's sister. I should have done it days ago when she told me about her, but like Emily, I thought it was a simple case of asthma. As I walked down the hallway toward her, I had to force myself not to run to her. I wanted to take her in my arms and take away all the pain and fear that I could see plainly on her face. I didn't think about her questioning me and I wasn't prepared for it. Usually, no one questions me. How do I tell her that I've known who she was all along? The fear of losing her right now, before I even really have her, is real and all-consuming but I know I can't lie to her, not anymore. I found out who you were the day after that first time I talked to you, I admit. She takes a step back from me and there's fear on her face. It takes everything I have not to go to her and put my arms around her. You stalked me? She asks me. I could try and sugarcoat it, but what she says is the truth. I nod my head, but I insist. I would never hurt you. She shakes her head and puts her hand on the door handle to her sister's room. I can't do this right now. I do reach for her then. I can't part ways like this. Not now. I shouldn't have sprung this on you like this. But I had to know you were okay. She won't look at me. It's like she's looking over my shoulder instead of into my eyes. She's tugging on the hem of her shirt, and I can tell she's self-conscious. Does she not know how beautiful I think she is? She clears her throat. Thank you for helping my sister. They would have sent us home if it wasn't for you. I promise I will pay you back every penny. Shaking my head, I crowd against her. I'm so close that I can feel every inhale and exhale, 
as her body vibrates against mine. I don't want your money, honey. I just want you to be happy and your sister to be okay. That's all the payback I need. She looks like she may argue, but she doesn't. She merely nods her head, and before she can turn away from me, I lift my hand and curl it around the nape of her neck. Her eyes close and her body trembles. Can I call you? I have to ask just because I don't want to let her walk away, but I wish I hadn't when I feel her body tense. It's probably not a good idea. I don't argue with her because I know she's already so upset. But if she thinks I'm giving up on us, then she has another thing coming. I've seen her. I've heard her soft meals on the phone when she came from my dirty words in her ear. I've touched her and held her in my arms. No, I won't be letting her go. Not now. Not ever. Chapter 8 Emily I barely slept last night. My mom and I both stayed at the hospital, and I have to admit this time is so much better than the last time. Instead of pushing us out the door, they are doing everything they possibly can to make sure we have everything we need. My sister is already feeling better, laughing and giggling in the bed and loving all the attention. My mom, who is like a rock, is even smiling, even though I can tell she's worried. She hasn't asked me about Owen yet, but I know she's going to. Hopefully she can wait until after we get out of here. I definitely don't want to confess to her what I've been doing, but more than that, I don't want to tell her that's how I met Owen. It makes it sound so cheap, and even though I found out he's been stalking me, I still can't think bad of him. What he's doing for me and my family is sort of phenomenal. I stand up and stretch, telling them that I'll be right back. My sister was already taken for numerous tests, and now we've just been waiting for the results. My phone dings in my pocket and I pull it out, leaning against the wall outside my sister's room. Everything okay? I look at the number and it's not one I have saved, but I'm almost positive who it is. I type back, Owen? Yes, is the only response I get. There's so much I want to say to him. Why me? I thought you called that first night by mistake. And the thought that's been going through my head all night. He's seen me now. He knows what I look like. I'll probably never hear from him again. But instead, he's already texting me to see if I'm okay. When I don't respond, he sends another text. I'm sorry, Emily. I know what I did was wrong, but I had to talk to you, and I don't know how to under the circumstances. You have a lot going on right now, but I need to see you. I need to explain. The first thought that goes through my head is, what for? Why? From what I've read about him, he's a billionaire. And by the looks of him, he can have any woman he wants. Looking down at my soft belly and thick thighs, I can't help but feel a mess. Before I can talk myself out of it, I send him a text. Please leave me alone. Thank you for helping my sister, but I'll pay you back as soon as I can. But I don't think we should talk anymore. I push send and stare at my phone. The little bubbles pop up letting me know that he's typing something, and I hold my breath waiting for the text. Suddenly, the bubbles disappear. I stare hard into my phone like I'm willing it to ring or ding or something, but nothing happens. I'm leaning against the wall, my head back and eyes closed, when the same doctor from last night comes up to me. Miss Matthews, are you all right? I straighten and nod my head at him. 
wiping at the tears on my cheek. Yes, yes, I'm fine. Do you have the results? I follow the good doctor into the room, and my mom, sister, and I all stare at him with trepidation on our faces. My mom is holding on to both of our hands, and I can tell she's expecting something bad. Well, she does not have asthma. But, my mom interrupts, I squeeze her hand softly and pull her closer to me. She quiets instantly and turns to the doctor. Sorry, go on. The doctor smiles at the three of us before turning to Carrie. Carrie, you have an upper respiratory infection that we will be treating with antibiotics, and you also have vocal cord dysfunction syndrome. It's very common to be initially diagnosed with asthma, but when the medications weren't working, they should have performed more tests. My mom can't stand it any longer. She moves closer to Carrie in the bed. How serious is that, doctor? He shakes his head gently. Actually, it is probably worse right now because of the untreated upper respiratory infection. We're going to treat that and get her started on some speech therapy and breathing exercises. Carrie's eyes get wide. Speech therapy? The doctor crosses his hands across his chest. Yes, with vocal cord dysfunction, your vocal cords tighten up, making it difficult to breathe. The speech therapy and the breathing exercises will teach you how to deal with it so you won't be passing out anymore. What about cheering? Can I cheer again? She asks him. I want to roll my eyes at her, but I don't. We're just worried about her getting better. But she loves the sport, and it means a great deal to her. Let's wait and see, he says. She starts to argue with him, but he holds his hand up to stop her. I can't guarantee anything, but I'm thinking that the untreated upper respiratory infection is the culprit. I'm hoping once we get that controlled, you will be able to resume normal activities. But you can't push yourself. He looks at my mother, who shakes her head, letting him know she understands. When he finally gets Carrie to agree also, he smiles at the three of us. Great. I'll release you from the hospital today, but I want to see you in my office in the next three days to check in on you. The nurse will set up the therapy, but if you have any questions, you can call me on this number. He writes down his number and hands it to my mom. She looks between the card and the doctor. Thank you, doctor. You don't know how much this means to us. It's no problem, Mrs. Matthews. Plus, Mr. Briggs would have my head if I didn't offer my best to you. He supports the children's wing every year without question. This is the first time he has asked for a favor. You are very fortunate to have him on your side. My mother nods and looks at me. Carrie sits up in the bed. Who's Mr. Briggs? The doctor stares at me, waiting for a response. And when he sees me fidget, he bids us goodbye. As soon as he walks out, my mother asks the same question Carrie did. Yes, Emily, who is Mr. Briggs? I know I can't lie to my mother and my sister. Uh, he called my number one night by accident and we got to talking. We, uh, have been talking ever since. Last night was actually the first time I had ever seen him in person. My mom gives me the look that she knows there's more to it, but I just smile back at her wide-eyed and doing my best to look innocent. My sister knows there's more. I can tell by the way she winks at me over my mom's shoulder. I hold in my laugh, but my smile gets even bigger. I'm so glad to see my sister already getting back to herself. Chapter 9 Owen, 
What the hell is wrong with you? Tyler asks me after I snap at Jamie. Tyler just ushered her out the door and slammed it behind her before turning on me. I know what he's asking me. I have a short fuse. I have ever since I got the text from Emily three days ago that she doesn't want to ever talk to me again. I've stayed in touch with Dr. Anderson, and I'm relieved that there's nothing serious with her sister. But there's a deep ache in my lower belly since I saw Emily at the hospital. It's getting bigger and bigger the longer I go without talking to her, and I can't take it anymore. Owen, snap out of it. You're freaking me out, brother. Tyler moved across the room and is standing right in front of me now. When I focus on him, I can see the worry in his face. I lost her, Tyler. I lost her before I even had her. He shakes his head, not understanding me. My phone dings on my desk, but I don't even go to look at it. I don't care about business anymore. Tyler walks over to my phone and grabs it, walking back toward me. It's not like you not to work. You're missing meetings, blowing off phone calls. You have to get it together. I nod, understanding what he's saying, but he doesn't get it. I don't care about any of that right now. Who's Emily? He asks, staring at my phone. I rush over to him and rip it from his hands. I take it and look at it, seeing I have a message from Emily. It's her. Leave, Tyler. He starts toward the door, but turns around quickly. Owen. When I look up at him, he has a domineering look on his face. When you get all that worked out, you owe Jamie an apology. I nod my head at him, agreeing. Yeah, I know. As soon as he walks out the door, I start typing her back. Yes, I can talk. Where are you at? I'll come to you. The bubbles pop up, disappear, pop up, and then disappear again. I shake my phone like I'm willing her to answer me back. When the bubbles come back, I hold my breath until the text message comes through. I'm in the lobby of the Briggs Foundation. She's here. She's right downstairs. I'm on the 12th floor. I'll be waiting at the elevators. I send the text and immediately start texting her again. If I don't see you in two minutes, I'm coming for you. I walk out of my office and stop at Jamie's desk. Tyler is standing there, and I stop. Jamie, I'm sorry. I never should have talked to you like that. Please take the rest of the day off. Go to the spa, shopping, whatever. Use my card. And I promise you, I'll be in a better mood tomorrow. I don't wait for her response before I move past them to the elevators. I stand and wait impatiently. A few of the workers on the floor try to stop for small talk, but I let them know I have to talk later. When the doors finally open, I suck in a gasp. Her hair is down and in big curly waves down her back. She has on a t-shirt, knee-length skirt, and flip-flops. She looks beautiful. I barely restrain myself from walking over to her. When she steps off the elevator, I can see how nervous she is. Not wanting to scare her off, I tell her softly, Follow me. I stride down the hallway I just came down. I pass Tyler and Jamie, open my office door, and wait for her to follow me through. Ignoring the pointed stares from my brother and my assistant, I shut the door and lock it for good measure. She looks at the door, and I realize that maybe I scared her. I'm locking it to keep them out. You can leave any time you want. She nods her head and stands with her hands holding on to each other tightly, hanging in front of her. You look beautiful, I tell her honestly. She smirks like she doesn't believe me and rolls her eyes. Clearing her throat, she tells me, So I wanted to thank you again. You don't owe me anything.
I'm glad your sister is going to be okay, I tell her. I walk over to her, and she freezes up. I walk past her, letting my arm brush against her as I go by. Her body trembles, and I smile, knowing I have an effect on her. I walk to the small refrigerator in the corner of my office. Have a seat, I tell her, pointing to the couch. Can I get you anything? Water? Soda? No, thank you, she mumbles. But when I turn around, I see that she did in fact sit down, even though she's on the very edge, like she's going to bolt at any minute. I sit down next to her, close enough I can smell her sweet scent, but still not touching her. I set the bottle of water on the coffee table and turn to her, covering her hand with mine. I'm glad you're here. She closes her eyes tightly and then opens them, staring at me. Why, Owen? I don't understand. Shaking my head, I know the only way to move forward is to tell her all of it. So I do. I tell her about my brother giving me a hard time, him sending me the number, me buying after dark so I could talk to her again. Everything. I tell her all of it. Her eyes are wide and disbelieving. So you bought a company to find out who I was? You knew the whole time we were talking who I was? And you knew what I looked like the whole time? My heart races just thinking about our conversations. The sound of her soft moans when she came on the phone. Yes, to all of it. I knew and I couldn't stop myself. That first night, I thought it was just a good talk, but I literally couldn't get you off my mind. I was obsessed by you. I had to get to know you. And now? What about now? She asks. She's looking away, almost like she's too scared to hear my answer. I touch my finger to her chin and force her to look at me. Now? I've been a complete ass to everyone because I thought I lost you. I know that what I want right now more than anything is sitting right in front of me, and I'm afraid if I touch you, if I try to hold you, that you're going to run from me. I want you, Emily. Only you. Her eyes widen, and her pulse under my fingertips is beating rapidly. Frustration laces her voice. But you don't even know me. You can have anyone. I have no choice. I move in and press my lips to hers. Having her this close to me and not being able to touch her has reached its limit. Her body is soft, and I put my arms around her, holding her against me. Maybe I could have pulled away if she wasn't so open and hungry for the kiss. Her soft moan fills me up pushing me forward until I've dragged her across my body and her legs are straddling me. The kiss is intense, like I knew it would be. When I finally pull away, I can barely catch my breath. I can see the shock on her face. She tries to pull away from me, but I stop her, tightening my hold on her. You are what I want. You're all I want. There's no one else for me. Her eyes are hooded and almost glazed over with desire. Her lips are red, swollen and puffy, almost like they're begging me to kiss her again. Her lips part. But, but I stop her. No, no buts. I want you, Emily. I can see the question in her eyes, and I wait for it. No matter what she asks, she can have it. I can deny her nothing. She seems to ponder her thoughts before she finally says it out loud. I want you too. Her soft voice should call me but her words ignite a passion in me that I can't hold back. 
I pull her to me until we're so close I don't know where she ends and I begin. I devour her, taking her all in, almost like I'm afraid that she's going to up and change her mind on me. Her hand slides across my chest, down my belly, and doesn't stop until her hand is pressing against the front of my dress pants, cupping my hard cock. I groan, and the shock of it has her pulling her hand away and backing away from me. Sorry, sorry, she says. I hold on to her. No, you don't say you're sorry. You can touch me however and whenever you want. I hold on to her hand, but I don't force her on me. I wait. We're looking at each other, and I'm content to just stay like this. But when she smiles, I know there's something more behind that look, and my body starts to hum in anticipation. She takes both her hands and touches the front of my shirt, gently at first, and then with more pressure. She unbuttons my shirt slowly, one button after another. When she's done, she slides her hand inside it, and the feel of her softness against my chest makes my body vibrate, but I don't move because I don't want her to stop. When I can't stand it any longer, I tug at the hem of her shirt, pulling it over her head. The free look she had when she was touching me before is gone. In its place is nervousness, while her hands try to cover herself and plaster against the soft skin of her belly. Shaking my head, I take her hands and pull them away from her. None of that. When I say I want you, I want all of you. Looking into her eyes, I want her to see how sincere I am. I pull her hand and place it over my racing heart. This is what you do to me. Looking at you, talking to you, hell, just being close to you does this to me. I can barely catch a breath from wanting you, Emily. The smile that comes across her face is electrifying. She grabs onto the waistband of my pants and undoes them while I undo her bra and pull it off her shoulders. She's exquisite. Her plump breasts are heavy as I cup each of them in my hands. I stroke my thumbs across her cherry-like nipples and her back arches, her head falling back. I pull her to me, and when I latch onto her, her hips buck against me. She works her hand between us and slowly undoes my pants. She backs off of me just enough to get my pants to my hips and my cock standing out, erect in her hand. My tip is already glistening with pre-cum, and she coats her fingers with it before stroking my pulsating length. When she stretches her palm around my girth and squeezes me, I pull her off, shaking my head. I'll come. Her hand goes around the nape of my neck. I want you to come. I lean in to kiss her, tasting her, devouring her, She's potent and makes me want things I've never wanted before. When I drag my lips from hers, I tell her honestly, when I do come, I'm going to be inside you. She stares back at me for a second, and when I see a calm come over her, she backs away from me, putting her feet on the floor. I try to stop her, but when she says no, I hold my hands up. Her bare breasts rise and fall with her deep breath, and then she's pulling her skirt down her ample hips. When she puts her fingers into the waistband of her underwear, I about come right then. She slowly lowers them, stepping out of each leg. When she's completely bare for me, I push my shoes off, pulling my pants down my legs and letting them fall to the floor. We're both naked, and when I start to get up, she puts a hand to my chest, keeping me seated on the couch, before she straddles me again. Come leaks from my tip as she positions herself over me. 
When she palms me, lining me up at her opening, I grunt. Yes. She smiles before she starts to lower herself onto me. She moves slowly and I clench my fingers into her hips. She's tight and I can barely stop myself from lifting my hips to fill her completely. She pulses lightly and I give her the time she needs to adjust to me. But when she's finally fully seated, I can't stop. She feels better than I've ever imagined and my body, fuck my heart, won't stop until I fully make her mine. I lift my hips and she grunts her pleasure. I do it again, over and over, pushing into her and feeling her flex all around me. Reaching between us, I stroke her swollen bundle of nerves right under her hood and her hips start to move uncontrollably. She's coming then, her pussy clamping down on me and I can barely move, she's so tight. I push in and out of her and we're both coming, filling her up with my seed. I can't help but hope that I'm putting a baby in her, binding her to me forever. When she collapses around me, I run my fingers up and down her back. Her breathing is rapid, her breasts heaving against my chest, and her hot breath on my neck. I can't believe I did that, she says between dragging oxygen into her lungs. I lift her head off my shoulder to look into her eyes. We did that, and there's no going back, Em. Now that I've had you, I'm never letting you go. You're mine. Indignation flares in her eyes. I'm yours? Does that mean you're mine too? I don't even hesitate. Fuck yeah, I'm yours, honey. There will never be anyone else for either of us. Pleasure fills her face, but I can still see she's nervous and doesn't fully understand what's happening. But that's okay. I have a lifetime to show her. Epilogue. Emily. Two years later. Walking down the hallway of the 12th floor of the Briggs Foundation, I give a quick wave to Owen's new administrative assistant before I open the door to my husband's office. He's sitting on the couch with our one-year-old daughter bouncing on his knee, talking to someone on speakerphone. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but someone just walked in and I need to call you back, he says before he reaches over and clicks on the hang-up button. I stand there with my hand on my hip. So... Imagine my surprise when I finished my work early and I showed up at the daycare and they tell me that her dad had already picked Holly up. He stands up and walks toward me. He was always handsome before, but there's something about seeing him with our baby in his arms. I can feel my heart rate start to pick up. Father and daughter are both staring back at me with the same big blue eyes. She wanted to spend time with her daddy. She's growing up so quick. I can't even stand it, Emily. The stern look on my face vanishes. I can't argue with that. He's right. She is growing too fast. I know. I hate leaving her there, too, even though I only work a few days a week. I've thought about taking some time off. What do you think? I know what his answer is going to be even before he says anything. He puts his free arm around me, his hand low on my back, holding me to him. His lips descend on mine in a quick kiss while Holly pats my hair saying, Mama, anything you want, Emily, whatever you need. Holly is holding her arms out to me, and I take her while her legs wrap around my waist. Owen then holds both of us in his embrace. I had planned to tell him later, but I can't keep it to myself any longer. There's something I need to tell you. He bends his head and kisses me lightly, 
breaking apart when Holly starts giggling at being squashed between us. He takes Holly from me and sets her down on a blanket next to some of her toys. He looks at me expectantly. Taking a deep breath, I ask him, Do you remember around two months ago when I called the office acting like a phone SEX operator? His face blooms in heat and his eyes darken to a deep blue. Sometimes I do it just for fun. Just a remembrance of when we first met. Just the mention of that day. I can feel his arousal pressed into my belly as he takes me in his arms again. How could I forget? I slide my hand up his hard chest. Well, remember you left work and came home early. Holly was with your brother and, well, uh, things got away from us and we didn't use anything? His eyes clench in confusion. Didn't use anything? Yeah, uh, to prevent pregnancy, I mutter, looking between him and Holly. He freezes against me. You're pregnant? We're having another baby? A tear rolls down my cheek. It seems everything has happened so quickly. It was only two months after we met that we got married. I immediately got pregnant with Holly, and now this. Yes, and I know we had talked about waiting, but I'm happy about this, Owen. Whoa, whoa, honey. I'm happy about it, too. I only said we should wait because you wanted to go to work. You worked hard on your degree, and I didn't want to take that away from you. But I'm happy about the baby. Hell, I'd take five more if you're willing. I smack him on the chest in shock. Five more? You're crazy, mister. He kisses me, nuzzling my neck playfully. Crazy for you. I take a deep breath and pull back from him, so I can look up into his face. Are you really okay with this? I mean, look how different your life is now. Instead of business trips and exotic vacations, you're taking your family to Disney in the park. Instead of driving the new sports car, you're driving a minivan. I just feel like I came into your life and totally turned it upside down. The tears start to fall again, and I only stop when I feel the hard pressure of his hands on my wrist. Emily, you and Holly both have only brought happiness to my life. I was a shell of a man before I met you. You've made me whole. I'll never regret loving you and adding to our family. Honey, you're my life. Without you, I'm nothing. The tears are falling fast now, and I wrap my hands around the nape of his neck. Oh God, I love you so much, Owen. He smiles at me possessively. Not as much as I love you. The End This has been Just Call Me Baby by Hope Ford. Read for you by Gloria Sai. Okay. Hi. <laughs> That's right. That was amazing. Um, thank you, Hope Ford, for being on the podcast. Uh, go to Kindle Unlimited and check out Player Loves Curves. It's the first book in that series, and it's Baseball Player, Hot Sexy Times, also the Heartlands MC series. Her most recent installment in that one is Gage, G-A-G-E. So that sounds amazing. And um, obviously, make sure you pre-order uh, Bad Boy Best Friend by Hope Ford. And... Yeah, next week. Oh, and go to readmeromance.com to uh, enter the giveaway on the main page. She's giving away, I think, a gift card. And next week on the podcast, we have Renee Rose. Yes. Which we're Come super back. excited We'll change about. clothes for that one. Say it again? I said we'll change clothes for that one. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, anybody have anything else that you want to say? Oh, um, I do have one thing. One thing. Um, my books, Fix Her Up and Love Her or Loser, are on Kindle Unlimited now. 
Oh, sweet. Right. I don't know why or how, but the no one told me. The them in there. Okay, great. <laughs> but now they're there. So if you haven't read Fix Her Up, it's normally $10.99. Oh, um, shit. So that's a great e-book. deal. So if you if you have Kindle Unlimited, you're getting a pretty nice sized book that's like lots of laughs and sex and yep. it's fun for free on Kindle Unlimited. So yay. Yeah, get it. And we'll see you next week. Leah, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. 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 Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind, and read me romance, read, read me romance.